Hey guys, it is Angel L. It is, I think, March 3rd. We're already into March, guys. Oh my gosh, time is flying. What are we gonna do? Um, I hope some of you had have hit some of your goals. Um, as I stated on my last podcast, Heart's Desire to Heal. For those of you that don't know, um, I had some goals at the beginning of the year. I started some. The podcast being one. Um, my workout goal is still a struggle. Um, I started yoga, as you guys know. However, I also made a plan that I was going to start some workouts a month before my birthday, which would have been February 27th. And I have not worked out once. I don't know what's going on, but I haven't worked out once. I wish I could tell you why, but I can't. The struggle is real with working out. It has been real since I had my daughter, um, but I'm trying every day to muster up the strength to get this done. Um, It's raining. Well, not raining. It's actually snowing in New York City tonight. Um, And so my daughter's school is closed, but I'm almost positive that I have to work tomorrow. I'm actually, I'm 98% sure I have to work tomorrow. But yeah, that's my story. Um, tonight's podcast is titled Dealing with Inconsistent Co-Parents. How many of you are dealing with this? How many of you were dealing with this and you've decided that this is the way of life and so you've made it work for your kids without the assistance of the other co-parent because they're so inconsistent? Um, I've listened to other podcasts about this. And, you know, it's a struggle. It's a struggle for a lot of women because naturally, you know, we're, we're caretakers, specifically black women. Um, we're caretakers. We're, we're, and not that white women don't go through this, not that Hispanic women don't go through this, but it's just like black women are like summoned to like this matriarchal role of like, I do all, I'm strong, I don't get depressed. And so with that, people expect everything to be handled by us. And sometimes I believe black men think that or certain types of black men think that, oh, my baby mama got it. Oh, my child's mother got it. And that may not always be the case or that may not be the case that we that we kind of like abide by because it's like, okay, I do got it, but I appreciate it if you got it too. So that's tonight's segment. Um, Before we begin, Single Mom Chronicles. Single Mom Chronicles is about my struggle with my active daughter. My daughter is three, but I feel like I'm dealing with the most terrible, terrible, terrible tools right now. Um... She doesn't listen. I literally have to get in her face and be very aggressive for her to listen. And I don't always like being like that. But it seems to be the only way to get her to listen now. She's so active that she's like using her crib as a trampoline. Um, It's just chaotic. Um, I've managed to get her to stay in the bedroom and watch a show alone and when I say alone I'm not saying unsupervised alone I'm saying like I'm in the next room doing something else but yeah that's my that's my daughter and if 
any of you guys have any suggestions who also have active kids, please let me know because I'm like, my head is spinning. I literally needed a break from her this weekend. The weather was bad. And so she ended up having to stay with me um, Saturday, even though this wasn't my weekend. But it's like it was hell on wheels. (laughs) I love her. Like, I love my daughter. Right. But there are moments where I'm like, gosh, why did I do this? No, let me stop. However, and I talk about wanting other children. That's the funny part. Because I sincerely believe not every child is going to be like my daughter. And my brother told me today, like, you're completely crazy. They're all like your daughter. Because I've had six kids and they all acted like this, specifically at three. And I'm like, wow. All right. Thanks for the encouragement, guy. So tonight's scripture is from Romans 15.13. says, may God of hope fill you, fill you with all joy and peace in believing. And as I stated, the segment is dealing with inconsistent co-parents. Um, it can, inconsistency, and ladies, don't get me on this, but I feel like inconsistency starts from relationship beginning. Like, The relationship that you have with this dude, the relationship that you have with your child's father, it started in its infancy stage of being inconsistent, probably from the onset. And so when you talk about history with the spouse or your ex-husband or your ex-boyfriend, please think back to what that looked like when you were dating. Did they always come through when they said that they were? Were they always honest? Do they always have integrity? Because that's like my favorite word now. I didn't know that word growing up. You know, I didn't know how to apply it. I knew that that's what I loved about certain people, but I didn't know how to apply it. And so when you think about the word integrity, you want to always think about people in terms of their integrity. And so if there was no integrity, if there was a lack of integrity in the onset of that relationship... Nine times out of 10, there's going to be lack of integrity in the relationship with the kids and you. And so that could shape itself to look like when I talk about inconsistency, I'm not talking about, you know, bad weather and not coming through. I'm talking about missed visitation that's scheduled through courts or not. Um, I'm talking about telling the kids that you're going to buy them something and not buying it not providing financially, saying that you're going to pick up from school, not showing up at the school and mom having to go and get kid from school. Um, What else could that look like? Saying that you're going to commit to being with your child this number of days and then not coming through on that. Saying that you're going to watch your child while mom does X, Y, and Z and not committing to that. Um... Being inconsistent in the relationship dynamics, like telling your child's mother or father, oh, I want to get back together, but your actions are completely different from that. So that that's what I'm talking about when I talk about inconsistently. Family history plays a big role in that because inconsistencies in personalities and integrity starts from your family upbringing. So 
if that person grew up in a dynamic where there was a lot of inconsistency, there was a lot of lying and there was a lot of like dreams being shattered, they've learned that behavior. And so you would want to believe, you know, people are going to grow and say, you know, this is the type of relationship I have with my dad. This is the type of relationship I have with my family. And I don't want this type of relationship for my children but behaviors are learned. And so just looking at what their family dynamic is like when it seems like puzzling, like why is this going on? Um, a lot of inconsistently, immaturely sometimes has to do with personal issues with whoever the co-parent is. Some co-parents take it upon themselves to target the other parent by making things difficult, not coming through, not providing the way they should, not keeping to their word. You know, they may have used that as a source of abuse towards you. Um, And so that will show up often in order to continue to manipulate you and make you miserable because that's what abuse seeks to do. And so, however, don't get it twisted. I do believe that history and family history also will still play a part even if the person has because for you to even concoct that that train of thought of like I'm going to target my my other parent or my child's mother or my child's father in this way there's still something going on internally to make you have that thought process like personal issues should never have anything to do with the kids and I'll talk about that later in the podcast mental illness are you dealing with a co-parent that has mental illness People hate to talk about this because I think if we talk about mental illness and we talk about somebody that was connected to us, somebody we had sex with, somebody we married having mental illness, what does that say about us? And you should be comfortable saying, hopefully you're comfortable saying that was a part of my life where X, Y, and Z might've been going on with me. And so I allowed this type of energy or this type, this type of toxicity to enter my life. And so that's that's very normal for people to feel like I don't want to categorize this as mental illness because of the fact that I don't want to take any responsibility for this. But you have to. In order to heal and move forward, I think everyone has to take accountability in what role they've played in whatever situation. Um, not saying, Not calling yourself a victim because you've you know, you made decisions to be with this person and to have a child or children with them. And so we always have to remain accountable. Are you dealing with a co-parent that's irresponsible? Maybe they're not paying their own bills. Like maybe they're not doing what they need to do in their own life. And so this has... Not that it has nothing to do with you, but this is their pattern, right? Like you've watched them not pay bills on time. You've watched them get their lights cut off. You've watched them not pay their rent. And so if they're doing that in their own personal lives, sometimes that will show up in co-parenting with them and managing that and knowing that that's who you're dealing with, again, starts in the onset of the relationship, You probably saw signs of this while dating them and accepted it. Um, The kids suffer when this is going on, too, because they don't have any predictability of what that parent is going to do. 
Um, I think children below four may be able to be kind of numb to it because of the fact that they may not understand what's going on. And if there is one co-parent who's consistently there, they know that that's the consistency that they have. They have no other picture. But when they start to have full knowledge that dad or mom is canceling, dad or mom is saying he was going to do something, dad or mom is supposed to come through for Christmas and they're not, then that's when the children suffer. Um, And that may show up in so many different types of ways. Again, I'm not a psychologist. Who knows how that may show up in your child or how it may manifest itself, but it does show up either through anger, um, being angry at one parent, being angry at the other parent who's inconsistent. However that shows up, it definitely shows up. Um, How do you maneuver this? In my opinion, always remain neutral. I've said this from the beginning of my podcast. And this is something that I try to live by. Always keep your hands clean. And what I mean by that is doing what you have to do for yourself. Making sure that you're providing a consistent home for your children. And not bad mouthing whatever's going on or calling it a thing to your kids. But also speaking to them about it if they have questions about the inconsistency and being honest with them but not throwing the other parent under the bus um if you have smaller children again being that consistent thing for them maybe dad is not going to show up but mom's always there um not telling your kids that mom or dad is supposed to show up on saturday is a great rule of thumb especially if you're dealing with a co-parent that tends not to show up stop telling your kids that they're coming Um, and I know that I'm semi-correct about this because I've heard other podcasts about dealing with toxic, toxic parents and, you know, it is really coming down out there, but really having, um, less information as possible given to your kids when you're dealing with inconsistent parents is best. Showing your kids and displaying that inconsistently continuously is not helping you or them. Um, You stay consistent. You know, you do what you have to do as a mom, a dad or whatever, whoever you're dealing with in this situation. Don't vent to that parent because you may not know that you are falling into the category of a parent who's trying to be vindictive. Or a parent who hasn't even come to grasp with the fact that they have an issue of inconsistency. And so don't vent to them. I would say communicate when it's when it's at a a happy moment or a happy time that you would like them to be more consistent and that you would like them to stop saying this or that when they know that they're not gonna do it. But when it's actually going on, when tempers are high and you're angry. I would say, do not express that. Leave it alone. Wait for a better day. Um, And some inconsistent parents will one day be consistent and some never do. And then, you know, that's how you develop parents who are absentee parents. But that's really the dynamic. Love your kids. Give them what they need. Keep loving on them. Show them what consistency is. Show them 
the model of what a good parent is and do what you have to do on your end. Um, always keep yourself um, healthy in terms of doing the self-care that you need. If you are the parent that's consistent in doing everything, make sure you take care of you. Make sure you're there for you. Um, and again, love on your kids. Give them what they need, whatever that is. Even if it's like a listening ear to vent about that inconsistency in the other parent. I mean, I know certain dynamics where parents have told me that their kids don't even know. Or people that have told me they didn't even know until adulthood that their fathers or mothers were inconsistent until they became adults and they really saw it. And I think that's, I think that's amazing because it shows that the, the consistent parent did a good job of just keeping that, (coughs) sorry guys, keeping that situation amicable and not, you know, making it known to the kids and causing further damage. And so I applaud that. Um, And so that's my spiel for tonight, Um, real quick. um, Thank you, everybody, who's continued to listen. For those of you that don't know, March 27th, I plan on um, doing a live podcast. Um, It's going to be on my live TV. Or it's just going to be a regular live. I'm not sure yet. Cause I'm not sure how that whole thing works. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a live broadcast and I'll get to meet some of you. Some of you will get to meet me. Hopefully you'll watch. Um, I'll be toying around with some topics. Um, and so tonight's affirmation is we can't become what we need to be by remaining what we are. And so being a single mom, being a co-parent, as I've always stated, is a work in progress. Um, and we we are going to make mistakes, sometimes fail, but we can always get back up again and start this whole thing over because you have a lifetime with this person. Um, and I don't take this inconsistent parent thing lightly. You know, for those of you who are dealing with this, even though my points were quick tonight, know that I'm here for you and I I hear you and... I understand it very well. And so don't ever think that I've played down any topic. Um, Sometimes I think certain topics should be cut and dry. You know, there's, you know, it's like there's no math. There's no rhyme or reason sometimes to a lot of these things. I could very well be wrong about my analyzation of of anything that I say on this podcast. Um, But I speak from experience and I also speak from stories that I've heard that I've you know talked about with other moms and so again I want you to continue to listen um tune in next week for those of you that live in New York stay dry um and continue to tune in to Heart's Desire to Heal I love you guys